0: There's a lot of times people are murmuring and complaining because they don't have too much. Have you ever thought that maybe God can't trust you? He might not be able to trust you with what you have because He sees how you spend it. And He sees how you waste it. And one day, you're going to stand in the presence of God and give an account for everything that you had. Everything belongs to the Lord.
1: Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Roll Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Thank you for being with us today for our continuing study of Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. Roll will exhort us to view ourselves as God's valuable instruments tools he can use to accomplish his perfect purposes when we fully submit to his will. Stay with us here on Somebody Loves You Radio for encouragement to honor God in the faithful surrender of our time, energy, and resources. Let's follow along now as Raul Reese begins our lesson, The Christian Ministry.
0: If you have your Bibles this evening, turn to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Paul the Apostle has been sharing with us in chapter one, two, and three concerning the little uh, party spirits that were in the church. Well, I'm of a Paul or I'm of Cephas, or I'm of Christ. And now, Paul the Apostle, after getting over this whole thing of party spirits, he now is going to present to us in chapter four three pictures of the local church the church is a steward, a spectacle, and a father. Now, what's interesting about Paul the Apostle is that he wants us to understand, first of all, that the church of Jesus Christ belongs to himself. We're just instruments that God uses. And in chapter 4, he's going to be dealing with ministers, those that are in the ministry. And of course, we know that uh, the ministry, first of all, is a place... Where God calls a person to a lifelong time of ministry. He doesn't do it because of pay. He doesn't do it because he sees the attraction of speaking to people. But it's something that God speaks to him or her in their hearts. And God places that love and that desire to serve Him. And to know Him. And to study the Word of God. Now many times people outside of ministry... Maybe you feel like second class citizens because you say, well, God hasn't called me to be a pastor or to be a teacher or to be a deacon or to be an elder. But the Bible says that every one of us in the body of Christ has a place where God wants to use your life. Every one of us. If you want me not to spiritualize the word of God, every one of us are called Ministers. Because in our English language, so many times when you uh, um, are being introduced, sometimes they'll say we have with us Dr. So-and-so or Reverend So-and-so. I hate that title, Reverend, because there's only one Reverend and that's God. No pastor should ever use the word Reverend, because that word only belongs to God Himself. Now, when we talk about being a minister, you know what people's reaction in the world is. You're a pastor, you're a minister. Oh, okay. They're very disappointed. And probably because of all the things that people have experienced in the past years concerning people in the ministry people that fell into adultery, people that took money from the church, people that not only became self-will in their own lives, and a lot of times there are ministers that give a bad name to Christianity. It's sad to say, but it's there. As a matter of fact, sometimes some of the Christian television shows do not represent what Christianity is all about. And I think this is something that we not only have to be aware of, but we have to study the Word of God. Why? Because the word minister is a very interesting word. It means a servant. That's all it is. A servant. A doulois. One that is willing to humble himself before God and be used by God and take orders from God and be obedient to those orders. I am under command. I have a mission in my life. That's what it's all about. The ministry is not a place where people enrich themselves. And it's so sad because there are so many ministries that live for themselves. And I've been in a lot of church meetings. Where literally the word of God is not the priority. But the importance and the priority of the church is asking for money from the people. And putting the pressure on the people to give. That should never be so. The Bible says that God is the one that provides every need. And God says that when we give to God, we give out of a cheerful heart. We don't take offerings, we receive them. We don't take anything from you. We receive. As unto the Lord. Because we give to God. And many times. There are pastors and evangelists. That misrepresent the gospel of Jesus Christ. And misrepresent churches. And it's sad because whenever you talk to people. They say well what is your occupation? Well I'm a pastor. Immediately they what? They put you together with all bad pastors, or bad evangelists. And so we want to make sure that we have a clear mind and and a clear conscience that whatever we do, we do it unto the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ, remembering that one day you and I are going to stand in the presence of God in judgment. One day, we're all going to die. Some sooner than others. But one of the things you want to remember is that one day when you stand before God, you're going to stand before Him and you are going to give an account of your life to God. If you're a Christian, Paul the Apostle in chapter 3 talked to us about the be my seed of Christ. That is, the, the judgment that will come to the believer will be a judgment of motives, attitude. Why did you give to God? Why did you preach? Why did you minister? Why did you uh, witness? Why did you go to church? Why did you read the Bible? Why did you pray? You see? Why did you give to God money? All those things are going to be judged one day in the fire. And when that summation is given, then you shall receive a reward. But the Bible says there will be people there. They will not receive a reward, but they will be saved as by the fire. Why? Because they didn't do it as unto the Lord, but unto themselves. You see? Whenever you try to take the glory and bring attention to yourself, no one thing, you lost your reward in heaven. Sometimes I watch telethons. I won't say where, but Christian TV. (laughs) But it's pretty amazing when you're kind of watching and surfing through the channels, and all of a sudden you see these people, and they're actually asking for money, and they're on the phones, and they're showing people on the phones how they're calling in. And then they'll take a little piece of paper, and they'll mention the person's name, and how much they gave, and behind the background, there'll be a trumpet blowing. And I go, oh man, too bad because, you know, there goes their reward. Because they're, they're actually spelling it out and, and the person that is giving is not secretly given, but their name is being mentioned and what happens, it's all going up in smoke. It's not even worthy. It's better to give and not say anything to anybody. Just between you and the Lord. That's the best way to give. And people will ask, well, then how come at the end of the year we have to claim it to the government and they give us a little piece of paper? Well, that's cool. You need to tax write-off. And what's really cool about it is that God knows how much you give. Nobody else has to know. I don't know who gives here. I mean, can you imagine if I knew I would be saying, there's cheapy there and there's cheapy over there. <laughs> I don't know who gives. I don't even care could you imagine what it would be like I'd be preaching the gospel and I'd be really just sharing the word and I see you sitting and I go you are a cheap skate," <laughs> but nobody really knows only God but I think it's important that we understand That we are in a ministry where we are being taught the word of God. And we need to be informed. And we need to be taught the word of God. So that we can teach others what we believe. Because immediately when people put you in a place of ministry. They already identify you. And I always say, I don't belong to that channel. Believe me, I'm not participating with them. Because it embarrasses me many times. The things that they do in the name of Christ. It's sad. It's sad what happens. But I think it's of importance that we understand that it's between you and the Lord and whatever you give to God, God keeps the record. And one day when you stand before the Lord, if you gave with a heart of giving and with love and with humility, the Bible says then you'll hear the real trumpet sounding when God gives you your reward. You will be rewarded for your giving. I like that. Because it's just between you and the Lord. And yet, we have to be faithful to what God gives to us. And the reason I say that is because of what Paul's going to deal with tonight. He's going to be dealing with ministry.
1: This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Visit somebodylovesyou.com to find out more about this ministry or call us at 800-634-9165. It's our joy to point you to the rich abundance that God desires for your life. For a wealth of Bible-based resources, download our free app to your iPhone or Android. Here's Raul once again with the final part of the message, The Christian Ministry.
0: Look at chapter 4, beginning with verses 1 to 6. We're going to be dealing, first of all, with faithfulness. And we're going to be dealing, remember this word, the steward. The steward of the ministry. Verse 1 of chapter 4, Paul says, Let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. First of all, Paul is beginning to identify himself here. As a servant. Now, the word servant is doulois in Greek, which in every one of his letters, he says, Paul, a doulois servant of Jesus Christ. But the word "servants" here is it's a little different in the Greek language. Here, Paul the apostle introduces himself in all the body of Jesus Christ as servants and stewards of Jesus Christ. Now when he uses the word servants here, it's literally the word in Greek that speaks of a person of an under rower. In the old uh, first century ships, where the captain would be on top of the ship. And then you would go down to the deck, the lower deck of the ship, way down at the bottom. And there would be this actual uh, long stick sticking out of the the ship, where they used for rowing. And down below below the ship, you had these servants. These servants that were actually in chains. And they were the ones to row the boat. Those are the under rowers that Paul's talking about. We're not on the top. We're on the bottom. Serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything that we do for Him. God wants us not only to be under roars and servants of the Lord Jesus Christ, but the Lord also, secondly, wants us to be great stewards of what God has given to each one of us individually. And let me tell you something and hear me well this evening. The word steward that he uses here is literally the word for a household manager, one that is managing his master's money. Okay? That is, his house, his car, his linen, his dishes, his forks and spoons, his hose, his lawn, his dog. Everything that belongs to that master's house and every bank account that he has, his manager watches over it very carefully. That's the word here. God has made you, God has made me a house manager. And the house manager of that time was one who distributed clothes, food. And also, not only distributed the food and the clothes, but he also came to a place where he had his master's good, and his master entrusted to him, and he allowed him to go and invest for his master and make him money. There's a parable in the Gospels where there was a steward and his master gave him some money to invest. And he went ahead and he invested and actually what he did is he invested and made a lot of money and he stole the money. And when the master came home to look at his books, he began to see that there was some discrepancies on the books. And he challenged him and said, hey, what happened? Where's my money? And he began to share with him how he had misspent the money. And this master went ahead, and he actually misspent about a million dollars. No, it was ten million dollars. And he said, I want you to know that I forgive you. You can go on your way. And he dismissed him. The moment that steward was dismissed, he went down to this guy's house and he knocked on the door. And when the guy opened the door, he grabbed him by the throat. He says, pay me now or I'll kill you. Or I'll put you in jail. And this young man, when he heard, when the master heard what this steward had done, he went ahead and called on him and brought him in And said, look, I forgave you for $10 million, and you won't even forget this person for $100. He says, from now on, he says, my servants are going to come, and they're going to take you, and they're going to judge you in court, and they're going to put you in prison, and you will never be able to get out of prison until you pay all the debt. Who's going to pay $10 million? Nobody can. I think it's important that we understand that not only that is a parable of the steward or the house manager, but it's also a parable of forgiveness. How God forgives us. But at the same time, if you're not a good steward and you're selfish... And you're rebellious and you like to retaliate. And as God says, forgive you for so much. And you're going around and you're putting the pressure on people to make more money. One day you will stand before God and you will be judged. And you may be cast out to the debtor's prison. I think it's important that we understand that as God makes me his steward or his house manager, That I would do the best that I can with what God's given to me. Why? Because if you're faithful in the small things, I will make you greater in the bigger things. That's what the Bible teaches. If right now you're single, you're planning to get married, and you're saving a little money, maybe it's not much, but you're really watching your money and you're really making it work, you're paying your tithe to the Lord and you're saving for this and you're saving for that and you really are watching over what you have, I will guarantee you that God will honor you and God will bless you. He will bless you. And the reason is because He's teaching you because one day if you're faithful in that little bank account He's giving you, who knows down the line, He may give you a million dollars. And then what are you going to do with that? If you don't learn now to take care of the things that God gives you, then how in the world can He ever entrust you with bigger things? He won't. He won't. There's a lot of times people are murmuring and complaining because they don't have too much. Have you ever thought that maybe God can't trust you? He might not be able to trust you with what you have. Because he sees how you spend it. And he sees how you waste it. And one day, you're going to stand in the presence of God and give an account for everything that you had. Everything belongs to the Lord. Can you imagine what it would be like if God says, okay, this is the new law. From now on, when you tithe, you get to keep 10%, but you got to give me 90%. Could you imagine? None of us would ever make it. And yet, there have been people. One man was a millionaire. He became a millionaire because he gave so much to God. And when he became a millionaire, you know what he did? He went ahead and gave 90% of his income and he lived off 10%. And God blessed him and God blessed him and God blessed him. Let me say this. You cannot ever out give God with your money. Ever. God is not poor. And God doesn't need your money. But he wants your obedience. That's what God desires. That's why Paul here is talking about being an under and being a house manager of everything that God has given to you. Here in this reference, biblically speaking, he's speaking of the mysteries of God. And what is the mysteries of God? The gospel of Jesus Christ. Hey, how good of a steward are you with the gospel of Jesus Christ? Are you giving it to others? He's entrusted you with it. He wants you to give it away. He wants you to share with people the gospel of Jesus Christ. The mysteries of God were at one time in the Old Testament it was a mystery but now that mystery has been what? Unveiled and revealed through Jesus Christ our Lord. When he came to die for you and me. The gospel is so incredible when you read it. When you study it. That's why Paul says let a man so consider us as underroars of Christ. And house managers of the mysteries of God. And check this out. Verse 2. Moreover, it is required. I want you to underline that word. It is required in house managers. That one is to be found faithful. Faithful. Not unfaithful. God desires Faithfulness from you and from me. God desires that we would be obedient to everything that He says. And God desires that if we're faithful in the little things, God will make us greater in the bigger things. I never thought that God would entrust me with so much. I look now 30 years now in the ministry, and I see where we started with Calvary Chapel in our little home. In Azusa. Having Bible studies with seven people. 30 years ago. Sitting there. Not even thinking of a church. Just thinking of getting my neighborhood saved. And friends. And loved ones. And who would ever thought that God would call me. And God would annoy me. And that God would use me. Because I couldn't even speak good English. I still can't. And that God would use a donkey. Seriously. It amazes me. And that God would use us. To preach the gospel. For 30 years. And to go to 132 nations of the world. To proclaim the gospel in 30 years. I never dreamed that I would go to 132 countries. I never thought. That God could use me. God can use you anytime if you make yourself available to God.
1: We hope you take this message to heart today and evaluate how you can make better use of your time and resources in service to the Lord Jesus Christ. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to review the teaching you've heard today, we can send you an unedited copy for a donation of $5 or more. To get that, simply call 800-634-9165. And when you get in touch with us, simply mention today's title, The Christian Ministry. To further inspire you in a life well-lived for God, we'd also like to tell you about Rawls' four-CD series titled, Walking Righteously. You'll see that when you commit to holiness and obedience in your daily decision-making, the Lord can work through you to do mighty things in His name. You'll also explore the eternal blessings that come from absolute surrender. So contact us today to order Rawls' four-CD collection titled, Walking Righteously. Walking Righteously. Visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165. You can also write us at Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. Thanks so much for your partnership. Every dollar you give to Somebody Loves You Radio helps us reach more people with the good news of Jesus Christ. And every contribution is tax deductible. Join us next time for more biblical truth to direct your steps and strengthen your heart in your daily walk with God. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.